You are listening to a podcast of Risen Savior Lutheran Church in Chula Vista, California. Growing in faith, living in hope, serving in love, all to the glory of God. Hear now the words of the gospel recorded in Mark chapter 14, 22 through 25. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. It started in the year 1495, and it took nearly three years to complete. It is probably the most recognizable piece of Christian art in the world today. It's Da Vinci's The Last Supper. The thing is, though, even though it took so long to, to create that painting and, and even though we have that masterpiece, shortly after it was finished in 1498, it started to fall apart. Shortly after it was finished, it started to flake off the wall and people have been trying to restore it ever since. Turns out the Last Supper isn't so lasting. Now here we are tonight on this very special night of Holy Week as we're transported to the upper room where we see the real Last Supper. It was a night Jesus looked forward to, spend time with his disciples and celebrate the Passover together. It would have started out with Jesus telling them, reminding them of God's grace in the past and how God saved his people with lamb's blood spread over door frames so that the angel of death would pass over. He would then go on to share with them how the Israelites were saved from the Egyptians and led out of slavery, led by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And then really the highlight Ears wide opening, listening intently to the teacher, sharing this with them, reminding them of that day when they crossed the Red Sea on dry ground, only to have those waters crash down on the pursuing enemy behind them. It's a very neat occasion for the disciples. It led them to to have a connection to the past. It it led them to have a connection to God as they were his people. It led them to have a connection with each other as this was a family history that each of them shared. It was a very special occasion for them. They probably thought there's, it couldn't get any better. It couldn't get any more significant than that. But then Jesus made it better. Jesus made it even more significant. He took some of that unleavened bread and they heard him say, this is my body. Then he took the cup, offered it to them and said, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Jesus made it very clear that this New Testament meal was something very, very precious, 
No doubt the disciples wanted to just stay there. They wanted this last supper to last. Now, Jesus didn't want it to last. As eager as he was to enjoy this meal with them, he didn't want it to last. He couldn't let it last. Let's not forget the bigger picture here. The ultimate purpose and goal was not for him to to dine with his disciples at the Last Supper. His ultimate purpose and goal is to dine with all of us at the Lasting Supper. And so we hear again the words we've heard throughout Lent. I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine. In other words, I need to leave. If my body and my blood are going to be given and poured out, well, then that's what I need to leave and do. I can't stay here with you any longer until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. If there was ever a word for those disciples to lean upon, it's that little preposition, until. Until. Until is a word of hope. Until is a word of promise. Sure, everything about that night, so much of it was wrapped up in the past as they recalled God's grace to his Old Testament people and bringing them out of Egypt. So much of that night was wrapped up in the present as Jesus made the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, emphatically declaring, this is my body, this is my blood, which is being poured out for you. But neither God's past deliverance of his people nor his present offering of himself as the Passover lamb would mean anything if there wasn't a future. There's a future with that little word, until. And that's a good word for us to lean upon tonight, too. It really is a special night that the Lord has prepared for us. And as the Lord calls us to his table tonight, he he wants us to recall the past. He wants us to eat and drink in remembrance of his suffering and death. He also, as we come forward tonight, wants us to look in and examine ourselves. And so we take the stethoscope of God's love or God's law and and press it on our hearts and examine ourselves and the diagnosis, the conclusion we're forced to come to is that we're sick that we're sinners worthy of eternal death. As we come forward, Jesus also wants us to look around at the people standing next to us and appreciate the unity that we have. To look around and appreciate that we, who are many, are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf, 1 Corinthians 10, 17. But above all else, above looking back, above looking in, above looking around, he wants us to look forward. He wants us to look forward until that day when he drinks it anew with us in the kingdom of God. The fact that he wants us to look forward doesn't diminish the blessing of tonight. It's an incredible blessing that we have here as Jesus testified through his own words and promise that he is with us tonight in the bread and wine. In a miraculous way, Jesus attaches himself in, with, and under the bread and wine through the power of his word. 
And He comes to us and He gives to us the forgiveness of sins through this proclamation, this wonderful proclamation of the gospel. Tonight we get to hear the words again. The words He spoke long ago, but we get to hear them personally to each one of us as our Savior. Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Take and drink. This is my blood shed for you. Savor this meal tonight and every time you enjoy it. But let us also know that the big picture, the goal here, is not for Jesus to dine with us in the same way he dined with them at the Last Supper. Jesus gave his body and his blood to make reservations for all of us at a lasting supper. A lasting supper where he eats and drinks with us anew in the kingdom of God. What that heavenly banquet will taste like, smell like, feel like, sound like, who knows? But one thing we do know, right? It's going to be new. It's going to be something new, unlike anything we've ever experienced before. Because no longer, when we're at that meal, at that supper, no longer are we going to have to look inwardly and find sins there because we're going to be wearing the white robes of Christ's righteousness. No longer are we going to be looking around and filled with sadness because not everyone can enjoy this feast with us. There will be perfect and total unity there. No longer will we see Jesus only sacramentally as we are going to see him face to face. No longer are we going to be looking forward anymore either. Because what is now in a future tense will be a present reality. A reality that is filled with an inexpressible joy. Words cannot explain the joy that is prepared for us there. It's not going to be the last supper. It's going to be a lasting supper. And that's why at the Lamb's High Feast we sing, Praise to our victorious King, who has washed us in the tide, flowing from his pierced side. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Risen Savior podcast. For more information about our church, check us out online at risensavior.us.